Gensler. Ready for me to read you the tweet? Yeah, I'm ready for the tweet. This was seven hours ago. Gary Gensler. If Satoshi Nakamoto went as Satoshi Nakamoto for Halloween, would we be able to tell? Happy 15th anniversary to Satoshi's famous white paper that started crypto. Any crypto companies that are tricking investors should start treating them to compliance with the securities laws. That's actually very interesting. Welcome back to another week. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. Hey yo. Hey yo. It's Halloween. It is Halloween on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. So this will be out Thursday. Everyone's me. favorite day to have Halloween. Oh yeah. I guess. <laughs> Everyone had their parties already. Yeah. And so now they're just partying again tonight. So what are you? Uh, I am my inner me. You're your inner. Being. At least that's that's what I've been told. I'm oh. a hippie. With a little sign. It says Bitcoin. I can't read right now. It says Bitcoin. <laughs> you can't read? No. Oh, shit. What are you? <laughs> I'm one of the blind mice. That's what we did for work today. We're three blind mice. Three blind mice? So currently, I can't read that. Oh, uh, I see. But I'll read my computer when I need to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rules apply. Rules apply. I've been touching the knobs a lot. Like touching knobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> How was your Halloween week? <laughs> I spent my Halloween weekend go, uh, driving from Disney to Boca Raton and staying at a resort. Boca Raton. Did I did not party? I chilled. Oh yeah, chilling. Good, good. Have you ever seen um? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No. That show's hilarious. The, I've been told. <laughs> the uh the old guy Frank. Mm-hmm. Frank. Um, he. Uh, he was donating money. Uh, he thought he was donating money to Boca Raton, but he was donating money to uh, Boca Haram, uh, and it was like a terrorist organization. Gotcha. <laughs> and like he had this whole thing going on. It's a very funny show. I recommend watching it. But we're not here for that's. It's always sunny. We're here for uh, more relevant news. William, tell us what today is, besides Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. You want that news? Okay. <laughs> today it's a holiday. Today is a holiday. It's because Halloween. No, 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 no. Oh. This is it's another. There's a there's another holiday? another holiday that what coincides. Holiday is it? The one that you're about to say. Oh, it is not Bitcoin's birthday, but it is Bitcoin's white paper's birthday. Ew. Damn. It, today marks 15 years since the white paper was released. Yes, sir. All those years ago. All those years ago. 15 years. So, so we're t- here, baby. We're pumping. It's getting close to adulthood. It's pumping. That's all I know. It is. It is. It's today, like around thirty-four thousand. I'm refreshing CoinGecko. Current market price on CoinGecko is thirty-four thousand five hundred ninety-one dollars with seventy-eight cents, followed by ETH at one eight one one. And then we got my favorite as of right now, Soul pumping nonstop. At thirty-seven eighty-one, since the Solana event in Amsterdam is going on, that seems like a fun event to be at. Solana Amsterdam event, just causing rallies, causing straight causing rallies. Straight rallies right now. You said no pubs were allowed. No, they. I'm not sure if they went from the from the guy I heard that he is currently there. He goes. It's a lot. It's more so investors and developers. Mm-hmm. They're like everyone's talking trash about Soul. They're just building. The builders are there. The builders are there. Yeah, it sounds like a no pleb uh, event. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably because uh, a lot of people aren't really into getting into like the crypto market right now. Like yeah, unless unless you're like already in that ETF <laughs> is gonna come on in. You're gonna be too late. The ETF is gonna cause some changes. Yeah. Where you want to start? Um. You can, you want to start? Not well. I got Bitcoin news because I spent the weekend hanging out with a bunch of Bitcoiners. Miami uh, Bitcoin community had this thing called the Bitcoin Vortex, and uh, it invited all the Bitcoiners around the state of Florida to come over. Uh, they scheduled a bunch of events back to back, and barbecue, like restaurant, like meetups, like different things going on. And it was a so what? What did these uh, 
I'm assuming they're all maxis. Say. They're all maxis. They're all maxis. Not my favorite people to hang around with. I got roasted. Any ma- anyone <laughs> got maxed ro- for anything is not my favorite. At one of the events, I got a little roasted. I made a little mistake. I made a little miscalculation error. You wore an STX shirt. <laughs> yeah, I wore a Stax Foundation shirt, and, which is a like a side chain uh, that's supposed to use Bitcoin as like the which uses Bitcoin. The ba- yeah, it uses Bitcoin as a base layer, and they're. I walked in wearing the shirt, and they're like, "What are you doing with that shirt?" And I was like, "It's this is the only Bitcoin related shirt I have." They're like, "Nah, we need to find you a better shirt, man." And I was like, "Damn, it's, it's okay. Though. It's like that, yeah, they accept. yeah." Yeah, I don't know. They accept us. <laughs> uh, no, but they're cool people. They're cool people. Besides, the, I mean, kind of besides the fact that that they were roasting you. Yeah, they 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 were roasting me. It was a good time though. It was funny. It was like one of those like the roast of Alex from the Bitcoin Maxis. Um, what do they say about you? What, I mean, <laughs> not about me. No, what they, do they say about Bitcoin? What um, they nah, they they talked a lot of like technical stuff. Uh, some things more out beyond my comprehension because they got like into like very like uh, very technical things with like developers, like and like updates and okay. improvement proposals that I'm not aware of. Um, one guy did show me a very interesting tool. Uh, it is like BitClock. Okay. Uh. And it pretty much gave me a bunch of widgets that could add on. Uh, it shows you the block uh, block height, mm, the dollars per sat. Uh, I mean, sats per dollar. And the hash rate. And then the current hash rate. Yeah. So I don't use widgets. On so iPhone. one thing that I do know that they talked a lot about is um, the Lightning Network, which is supposed to like help make Bitcoin more. And what they say? That it's like they love it, at least for the most part. Um, it's super fundamental in like the gr- future growth. It looks like a lot of platforms that they are using use uh, what's it called? Uh, just lightning li- lightning networks. Uh, there is this thing called channels where mm-hmm. like you would have a wallet, I'd have a wallet, we'd open up a channel with each other with a set amount of satoshis, and then we could just transfer back and forth with like l- almost no fees, depending on like the wallet that you're using. Okay, it's really cool stuff. Um, I found out a, about a like a it's like a decentralized uh, forum called Stacker News Stacker dot News. Uh, we <clears throat> now we were going over some of like the the blogs on that, but I was more curious about the actual platform Stacker dot News. So it's like a Reddit um, type system where you could just write a post and say something. Uh, it does cost some, so you would connect a Lightning wallet to to the thing. It would generate some random username, and so if you when you do this, you could you start off with like very base, like you could do this for free at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then as like you start posting more, it would actually charge you a certain amount of as you post more. Yeah, because like okay, so the idea that they want is to like get people to get into it, but not necessarily have to. Uh, like deposit any funds into the actual website if they don't want to. So essentially they give you like a f- the first couple posts for free uh, just so that you could have the opportunity to earn some Satoshis and then after that it costs you the regular fee which seems like it's about like 100 Satoshis. Okay. Um, we said this once, we said it a thousand times. Um, Satoshis are just the smaller increments of Bitcoin. Yeah. So, uh, for the dollar, the U.S. dollar, one hundred pennies makes up one dollar. For Bitcoin, one hundred million satoshis makes up one Bitcoin. And this platform, uh, Stacker News, lets you post onto their platform for a small amount of big uh, for satoshis. For hundred satoshis, and then I I don't know if it's specifically hundred, but for like let's say for hundred satoshis, and then if you want to reply to that. You would have to pay to reply to that, but uh uh-huh, to like if you want to write a comment, um, or if you want to send them a tip for like, oh, I like that information, I'll send you five satoshis or ten satoshis. Granted, anyone in the world could see this, um, so you could just make some content, some blog posts, and get tipped or start dialogue and get paid for starting that dialogue. Interesting. Um, as a reference, right now, based off of this. Uh, widget that I got one dollar is equivalent to 2,893 satoshis so at 100 satoshis that's like three cents 
Um, so three cents for a post, and then with the opportunity of like, if it gets traction, you could make some money off of that. It's very interesting. Uh, the thing that they that they're like promoting a lot is that the fact that you could actually use the like this currency Satoshi's versus what you could do in like Reddit, because Reddit doesn't let you use or transfer. The things that people there's no like mo actual monetary value yeah yeah have you ever heard of something like that no 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 not like that no i mean there's a dollar version but it's just Substack. Substack. yeah you pay for individuals on um, post post okay not their post but you pay to subscribe to their individualized okay yeah um yeah blog or newsletter yeah what elon wants to do with x is kind of is like similar to that he wants to make a dating app too really he said that recently yeah. oh that's never news to me i don't i'm not surprised though he's trying to make a he wants the x to be you, you for, super used for everything super app yeah one of those super apps um at this uh well i went to like the bitcoin socratic seminar mm -hmm. uh they don't have any like cameras no pictures no audio recordings um but that's kind of where we went over this uh we did like a a like little test run with a lightning network uh, emulator everyone had like a qr code that you scanned it would generate a wallet address with one bitcoin in there and we we're just testing it out just opening up channels with a couple people and then trying to send money to individuals around all over Mm -hmm. um, and it was interesting to see how if even though you didn't have a channel connected with someone in particular you could still send them money with the lightning network uh, through like a transference of like of like channels so it's like oh the network would see that there's a connection between you and so and so and then so and so with that person mm -hmm. you know, we had a small group so it was just like one hop um, but a lot of like the information was just like, oh, like you get the 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 money sent forward through your channel, and it was like really cool to like, see that. You mean if the channels are created, you don't have the channel with that direct person, mm -hmm. but if you have a channel with someone else who has mm -hmm. a channel with them, it just mm -hmm. kind of bloop, bloop, bloop. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so it was just fun like exploring like how Bitcoin can be used as like a day to day payment system. Mm -hmm. um, with fees being ridiculously small, we did we did an actual thing uh, on chain, uh, transferring over a couple a couple thousand satoshis to a handful of people, and in fees we spent like four satoshis doing just moving money around like crazy, and it seemed like a lot at first, but then when you when put into perspective on how much credit card processors charge. Uh, for for transference of fees, like it's not, it doesn't even come close. So I'm gonna do a little little bit of devil's advocating here. For sure. I think it's also not as close because it's also you're not processing the same amount of just quantity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to transferring uh, in, uh, funds on the Bitcoin blockchain, it's based off of how much, like. Fee size is based off of how much data is going into that block. Yeah. Um, but that's like main. That's like the the main network. When it comes to uh, the Lightning Network, it's still pretty new and still under development. So I'm not super like informed as like the people who are actually developing it. Um, but because it is not creating uh, transactions on the main block for every transaction, uh, it kind of avoids that like data transfer fees yeah but it's also not mm -hmm. 200 million people using it correct yeah so uh so whatever. in total in total the amount of bitcoins there are on the on the lightning network is about like five thousand bitcoin a little bit more than five thousand that's not even a percent that's like yeah that's not even a percent like that's a fraction of what yeah of 21 21 million bitcoin total not even 21 million just well, like, how many data transactions occur in a mm -hmm. credit card processor yeah yeah yeah, but there's only 5,000 some Bitcoin on, on the Lightning Network. That's my only thing is like we're not at a, a scale at which you can, they're hand in hand yet. That goes for Solana. That goes for anyone who's trying to just do transacting. They're not at 
the par yeah. of like we haven't tested what two hundred thousand looks like. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't been stress tested as much as like. Yeah, like we know what a processor can do just because of it does where it. we are. Yeah, yeah it currently it, does. It's it. been doing it. Yeah, we just don't know if that can do it as mm-hmm. of yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but no, there it was cool. The whole like there was like a a market there, um, where people were like uh, accepting Bitcoin for of course for stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna say it right now. I wouldn't spend no Bitcoin right now. Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero. Spend none. Just yeah, yeah. Hodl. <laughs> not, not even hodl. It's just we're currently in a position where we know what's next. Mm-hmm. I'll transition here to what I. Would okay. Do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what's what is next? So we currently like you saw how last week the Bitcoin price re like went back up after the news died out about that ETF within the first like couple of hours. Mm-hmm. How it redipped, but then later on throughout the following week, prices reshot up. Yeah. Somewhat. Like right now, how we're hovering at 35. Mm-hmm. All that happened because on this DTC website, which essentially is a website where the ticker symbols for um, the ticker symbols for future ETFs or future, like just what's going to read like, is where, it, where it's populated. That's where mm-hmm. it's saved. It's like a database. Essentially. Like a database. Yeah. Essentially, that's where it's, where you can look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who found that the ticker symbol for iShare, which is a bit the Black Tru- the BlackRock Trust, the BlackRocks spot, spot ETF, ETF. Mm-hmm. is that they've found it, and that kind of caused this price of respike. Followed with the BlackRock one was there, the Ark Invest, all the all the ETFs essentially all had their tickles their ticker symbols there, mm-hmm. and everyone assumed that it was brand new news. Okay. Like it was like the first time they see it because no one goes. Uh, no, to the yeah, DTC no one website. goes. I see. Mm-hmm. But they, it's not true. It wasn't that, the case. that was there for since, since the, they started applying. Since the application process essentially started. I see. Someone saw it and they're like, "Oh, they just got on this website." <laughs> like exactly they don't right. they don't see anyone with the news anywhere, so they're like, "This is brand new this stuff." Brand, exactly. So much traffic was caused that a DTC website crashed. Oh really? In the first couple of hours of it, of it being um, published. Wow. Cause just no one's yeah everyone's no like everyone's like going to double check and confirm double check it. and then they see that the, the website's crashing so they're like oh my god everyone's just over here and then it was later confirmed by bloomberg analyst eric um Balchunas. the link will be in the description stating that this was already there and essentially it's been here for a while and that's just it just became news now because at first no one goes to the website they just saw it and mm-hmm. caused the, the rise in price because people were buying the you news yeah the news of the bitcoin etf becoming yeah like available on that platform damn it's crazy how misinformation it's not misinformation it was just not relevant well there was a like misinformation because it was being like people were assuming Assuming yeah it's it's reported exactly yeah i don't think that's misinformation misinformation was what coin telegraph did yeah that's just yeah yeah coin telegraph that's cr- that's yeah okay which later on on the DTC, on the DTC website it was later on removed and came back up a couple of hours later mm-hmm. the ticker symbol and currently black they've all re um, all the ETFs have been reamended like with new changes to to their applications yeah just just to make sure that it's up to date well no cuz of um the the SEC since it looks like it's going to be approved more likely maybe before end of year. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get all the, what can I say, the, the proper wording for investors to be like protected. Mm-hmm. Saying that this is a full on risky asset that you don't take it with it. So you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> but they're essentially just finalizing, amending everything every so often. With that, the BlackRock ETF is soon to be start um, the seeding process. The seeding process? Yeah, so essentially BlackRock and if all the others go in the same route means they have to start buying small portions mm-hmm. of the actual asset to hold before launch. Oh, before launch, okay. Meaning whoever buys it that way, they don't have to rebuy are they stock. Are they allowed to launch right as soon as? Approval, maybe. Yeah, because that, my thing is like, okay, if they have to wait till approval for the seeding 
phase then no they don't seeding phase starts now like oh, okay. essentially they're they're becoming mm-hmm. they're about to start the seeding phase meaning they have to start buying a little bit of the asset now mm-hmm. and which that if that does happen it just means they're really close mm-hmm. to a final approval essentially okay yeah so what i've been hearing is that the price is like shooting up a, a lot due to the fact that there's very low liquidity in the market also true like less than 2000 coins are being traded uh on the daily um or at least are av- available upon like uh access in centralized exchanges and decentralized exchanges so like any little like price movement that w- would make it go up a little bit will make it go up a lot because yeah. of the fact that like also it's a lot of institutions getting ready to start buying mm-hmm. yeah and, I, I, and are that and that are buying i didn't know about that seed for uh seed uh phasing thing where they had to start slowly accumulating the asset i mean it would make sense that they would have to slowly do it oh um, and i will apologize i said iShares but ibtc is the, the listing um but it's black rocks right yeah like they yeah. changed from iShares uh, bitcoin trust to ibtc listing like they, they're just changing it okay i see yeah so like another thing that i heard was that canada has a uh a, a bitcoin spot etf i don't know if they have a spot ETF. yeah uh da, 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 da. i don't i don't see a name bitcoin uh purpose bitcoin etf holdings i guess it's what it's called and it's been around for a handful of years and they had like about two trillion dollars in, in funding, but they don't see two. But they like the levels have stayed the same. Uh, in terms of, like, how much is going into Bitcoin? It shot up a lot in like, uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, but then it like just rebalanced out, and it's been pretty level. So like the bears are saying is like, well, if if we're supposed to be seeing um, institutional investors being more interested, then why aren't the Canadians or like getting in on the action before it's too late? So they do have a spot, Bitcoin ETF Canada. They've had it for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like early 2021 is when it opened up. I think part of it is just they're just, they don't have a big enough market. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, that like Canada's Canada's just financial markets are not nearly the size of America's. Yeah. But then again, like you would think, if the market were to move rationally, that but then that's not like so that's not a technical analysis. That's fundamental. Where if other institutions are going to be getting into the market then supply will go down and therefore uh price will go up and we just don't see that which is the part that's kind of interesting the bears say that 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 just because the these uh etfs are going to be opening up soon doesn't mean that new money is going to be flowing into they the right, market but look so this is what i'm reading launch on march 21st 2021 uh, three IQ coin shares Bitcoin ETF BTCQU is Canada's largest Bitcoin ETF with CAD one billion in AUM spot ETF one billion in assets under management in Canadian dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was from 21, 2021 ETF markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the assets under management for that Bitcoin spot ETF says it, it was like un, unchanged since like July, pretty much trading sideways. Yeah, flat. I don't think they have a big enough market. That's what I think. Like literally, when I saw the tweet, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're just not, they're just not with it. Um, in terms of like what, what tools we have available and like how many people are in there, but two trillion dollars in 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 like funds available that's a lot Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I also saw that like Bitcoin just this month has done really good, uh, closing off October. Uh, a chart uh, for on Substack, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much showing the yield, the return uh, for each month, and we're at for the October twenty twenty three sitting at around twenty seven point ninety five percent. Yeah, it's ending three percent above. It's uh, happening in your regular uh, price. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's the fourth. Is it one, two, three, fourth? Yeah, the fourth time that there's a uh, September and October ending in in green. Mm. Which means we should have a. It's November should be. It's typically a really good month for Bitcoin as well. Yeah. So. There was a caveat to that, uh, the fact that November being a, uh, a typically a green month uh, was because in 2013, uh, November, Bitcoin had an increase of 470%, which you just don't see anywhere else. What, Bitcoin? On, yeah, yeah. 400%? Yeah. In November? In November. When? Uh, 2013. Oh. That, there it had uh, a... Uh, like a positive streak since July. That was a bull run, though. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, and one of the early bull runs at that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's. It, well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another green positive November. Green mm-hmm. Also, yeah, I'm looking at this chart. It's purpose Bitcoin CAD ETF non currency hedge. It's BTCCB. It's total assets under management. It's nine hundred forty three million dollars. Nine forty million for is that the Canadian one? Yeah, I just think it's too small. Yeah, I just don't think their market's large. Yeah, that's not a big market. I mean, in general, the amount of people willing to invest into Bitcoin is small. I think the U.S. is gonna have a bigger yeah. effect just because I think there's more money there. There's a there's a lot of money here, and then there's a lot of people like, and yeah. typically like more younger, more. I'm about younger, but I just I just think we have more money. To, to to inject in there, to be willing to throw into the to the rink, yeah. True, true that, true that. It'll be interesting to see how it goes down. What are you saying though? That I said it'll be interesting to see. No, before that, you were saying something about Bitcoin's four hundred percent. Oh yeah, the like the November. The, there's a, a uh, an outlier. In the November uh, returns, one? yeah, yeah, that was a bull run. Uh, I'm not gonna say we should see that. But I'm interested. Well, like, okay, to put it in an, in other words, like the smallest November return, uh, when it was a positive month, not when it was a negative month, was six point two seven percent. Um, and it whenever there is a positive September and a positive October, there has been a consistent positive November. So, like, every time that we have had positive returns in September and October, November is green also. Yeah. Um, with the smallest one being 6.27%. I'm not saying that it's going to be at least 6.27% this time. And I'm not saying that it will be. But I think I'm going to take a bet. Have we given price predictions or, or just fun with what's the end of the year price? Uh, not, I mean, kind of. We did at the last, at the beginning of last episode say Bitcoin, uh, 40,000 by November. We said by November? That's what you said. That's why I well, said you said, well, you said end of the year and then you're like, nah, November. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were like, oh, Bitcoin by 40 at the end of the year. And you're like, you know what? No, November. I yeah. think, let's say now, Bitcoin okay. ends the year above 40,000. Above forty thousand, maybe close fifties, if not more. Yeah, so it it definitely has potential to reach forty. That much for sure. I mean, above forty. Above forty, yeah. It has potential. I'm gonna say above forty. It has potential. You don't want to give a price because you're a pussy. <laughs> like, I want to like, be wrong. He's like, I don't want to be wrong. Look, William, I don't care about where the price goes. I just want it. All right, just give me a price. And where do you think is the end end of the year? No, no, December thirty first. December thirty first. December 31st, uh, 47,222. Damn. I don't know why, but... 51,822. Okay. With 37 cents. We'll come back. Timestamping. Those are going to be our, our prices. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, by the way, we're I, probably wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're likely wrong. We're likely wrong. <laughs> this is not financial advice. We're just, this is just, we're just giving numbers. This is us uh, gambling with uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I recently found out how to add chapters. So if you see this on this video, uh, this this will be the section where you find out how to add chapters to YouTube videos. Are you gonna tell people how to add chapters on YouTube videos? Yeah, because I found it quite interesting. You, okay. Not at all how I thought it was. I thought you had to go. This to is like a complete and utter tangent <laughs> on how to add chapters on a YouTube video. God <laughs> damn you! Wait a minute. It takes two seconds. It takes two seconds. Okay. In the description, you start out with putting the timestamp zero dot zero zero, right? And then you type a, a title, uh, like a little description for that. And then you just go into the next timestamp that you want to put in, like say three twenty-five. But you have to listen to it to know what's next. That is the only caveat that you do need to know what's going on at which specific time. I thought so, YouTube did that automatically. That's what I thought. That's what I thought at first. But no, at least for like when I was in there, I couldn't. And I searched it up and the only, the only way. My stick. I'm sorry. The only way. You couldn't see it. I couldn't see. I can't see right now. I can't see very well. I mean, who the heck wears sunglasses indoors? You're right. <laughs> yeah. I, is that not a good joke? Do you want me to laugh? <laughs> There's only two of us here. Oh, man. Okay, William. I'm not funny. I get it. You're funny looking. Oh, thank you. Oh, you see you're not going to laugh? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You do got jokes. What's up? Huh? Uh, how are you going to say I'm funny looking? You can't see me right now. Blind ass. You're making fun of a blind person now? I'm making fun of you. You're making fun of a blind person. Saying I'm ugly. You haven't touched my face. <laughs> Get this guy. Get away from me. Get away from me. Okay, well then, what do you got for us? Read your screen. I don't, I don't need to read it for this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Oh, what's up? I'm sorry. I got uncomfortable. I'm holding the stick. <laughs> I got uncomfortable. I see how I'm going to put my feet. Um... So Jamie Dimon is set. Who? The CEO of of JP Morgan. Okay. Him. Okay, I have no idea. Did you oh, just know? Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon, yeah. CEO okay. of JP Morgan, the mm. biggest bank in all of America, all of the world almost. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Big bank. Yeah. Big bank. So they he is currently gonna sell a million shares for the first time ever. Since he became CEO in 2005, uh, to, between 2005 and 2006. Of his own shares? His family's shares. His family's shares. A million? A million shares. Worth about $141 million. Wow. He said it's for tax um, uh, planning and diversification purposes. Whatever that means. <laughs> Diversification purposes, whatever that means. He's buying Bitcoin. Yeah, that man's buying Bitcoin. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. He starts to plan. He starts to. He's from what the article says. He's gonna start doing this. I'm um, starting 2024. Okay. Tax so he, tax planning and diversification. He's and buying diver Bitcoin. And diversification. Jamie Dimon is buying Bitcoin. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Unallegedly. You're alleging. We are alleging. <laughs> We're <in this laughs> together. We're in this together. We're alleging this guy's buying Bitcoin. I mean, I don't believe so. It sounds like some solid tax planning. But that's happening, and that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That is a lot also, of money. Also, the first time he's selling shares. Mm -hmm. Typically, what he's done, he's always bought more shares. Like, every like couple years, he would buy, like, 30 to $40 million worth of shares. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, so he just buys. He's been buying since 06, just shares. I think when he first got into the CEO spot, he bought a couple million dollars worth of shares yeah. to, to one show that he has pure he has um belief in the company in the in the bank itself. So Bitcoin's currently at thirty four thousand six hundred and forty two dollars at one hundred forty million dollars. That is about oh my god. He's he's obviously not buying all of that. <laughs> This is roughly four thousand four hundred, uh, four thousand forty-one Bitcoin. That's nothing. Talk to Michael Saylor. Yeah, but like, 
He's obviously not buying that much Bitcoin, guys, just so you know. That's a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> he's not buying that much. He's not going to buy that much Bitcoin. It's a lot of Bitcoin. But he is set to sell those shares and buy, which is, which is interesting just because he hasn't done it and it's a lot of money. Mm. And not sure, you know, it's all interesting what he, what's he going to do next with that much. So let's say 3% of that. 3% of that money goes into Bitcoin, right? How much money is that? Uh, it's 122 Bitcoin. 4.2 million. Yeah, that's about right. That's also a lot of Bitcoin. That's also yeah. a ridiculously large amount well, of Bitcoin. Well, that's a current price. It's not assuming prices continue to rise. But he's set to buy that, which is interesting. It's a good amount of money. I'm curious to see if what he does with it. Yeah, of course. It would be fun to see what he does with it. I think he's just gonna hodl hodl it cash? yeah no. just put it away he's not gonna be hodling cash not hodling cash no no oh you meant what he's gonna do with the money oh, yeah. <laughs> apart from tax planning <laughs> apart from tax planning <laughs> this guy that is interesting stuff um but uh, it caught me up by surprise that his name was uh his last name was diamond it's not diamond it's diamond oh Okay, diamond. I know. I see. I it's see. D I M O N. Diamond. Okay, I misheard. Not diamond. I was like, damn. I was like, no wonder they probably inv- like invented the diamond. That's a joke. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. there's like some news that was leaked ish. With uh for Andreessen Horowitz. Oh, insider trading? Uh A sixteen no no insider trading. Oh. <laughs> no insider trading. Um more so about uh what their goal is, like one of their like objectives and what they're trying to do. So uh A sixteen Z uh has a handful of funds already for yes. like crypto, biotech. A whole bunch. A whole bunch of different yeah. things. Uh supposedly they are looking for a new fund so they're like in the early stages of getting ready for a new fund open up another one uh huh yeah and this one's slightly bigger uh, at 3.4 billion dollars uh, yeah um this is coming at a time where uh, so they're venture cap- venture capitalists and venture capitalism is like yeah investing in startups early yeah early, investing early stages, seed phrase yeah early, yeah but like uh, what I was gonna say was that venture capitalism right now is like on a downturn. Yeah, money's tight. Money's, money's, money's yes. expensive to borrow. Exactly, money's super tight. So a lot of venture capitalists aren't really investing in a lot of companies. Um, specifically in this last quarter, because we're ending October, we're yeah. going. In, we're at. We ended, we're, we ended Q3. We're going into Q4 now. Yeah. Well, we're in Q4. We're in Q4. We're in Q4. We ended Q3. We're going to Q4. Yeah. Um, so Q3 in America, there was $31.7 billion for a venture capitalism uh, being invested. Uh, that is down from the previous quarter in Q2, which is at 37. So a difference of like six billion, six, yeah, close to six billion, five billion dollars. What FTX lost? Huh? What FTX what, lost? What FTX lost? Um, and Q3 of last year, uh, it was way higher at $46.4 billion. So, like, what is it? $15 billion difference? From Q2? Q3. From Q3 to Q3? 2022. Yeah, from, uh, from Q3 2022 to Q3 2023. Um, and I don't remember how much uh, their last seed phrase, uh, seed funding was but i don't remember it being as high as 3.4 billion it was somewhere like in the two if i recall correctly let me see if i have this it should be up there though yeah it's a, they probably got a good amount of money yeah so um they're doing a lot of investment into like ai oh for sure uh and the i believe i saw somewhere i don't i didn't write down his name or anything but like someone that they brought into like their firm was big into like uh, um, manufacturing hardware for like processors and then also got into like a, a some type of artificial intelligence business after that 
he like got acquired or he transferred something and now he's working at A16Z and they plan on like ga- gathering like the the f- the initial funding from their like uh their, like their partners mm-hmm. they're like I want to say like limited liability partner like there's the partners that they have like associated with A16Z yeah. um they're not forcing cuz like some companies do force you to invest into whatever fund they're opening up Apparently they're not forcing them to fund, to to invest into it, but they are like giving them the the, option. the uh, yeah the initial option and letting them get in there. Uh, they expect to have the funding done by the end of the year of twenty twenty uh, by the end of the of the year and have the fund opening up at the first half of twenty twenty four. Okay, a lot of money there. Yeah. Uh, Compared to what's going on, like in in the world of venture capitalism, it's it's a good chunk. It's a very good chunk. Oh, and the, like I was seeing, I was like the amount of venture capitalism in the world, and America makes up like at least thirty percent, forty percent. Oh, for sure. So like like really big numbers come from America, and I think the other one was like England or something. Not China. No, it actually wasn't China. Let me see if I can find. Find that. Interesting. Yeah, give me one second. I think I got it. Yeah, global venture deals come in at seventy-three billion dollars Q3. Well, like in America is thirty-one. So, what is that? Forty percent. Yeah. Like forty-three percent. Yeah, forty-two percent. So yeah, forty-two percent of venture capitalism coming from America. Uh, globally, last year, so uh, America's was what is it, forty-six point seven, Q three, twenty twenty-two. Venture capitalism Q three, twenty twenty-two at the global market was one hundred and five billion, one hundred five point nine. So if I do the calculations again, forty-six point four divided by one hundred five point nine. Forty-three percent. Forty-three percent of like venture capital capitalism pretty much comes from. That's a good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, America is willing to invest in startups. In risky businesses. In risky, we're, we're just a bunch of risky people over here. Much as it generates. Yeah, I mean, like the people who did the Boston Tea Party. Bunch of degenerates. Did you know that Bank of America? has 131 billion dollars of unrealized losses of unrealized losses 131 billion mm-hmm. god damn that's so you know the same reason why um silicon valley bank mm-hmm. shut down because they had they unrealized had, losses they had unrealized, unrealized losses which caused depositors who would draw funds uh-huh. that they then had to sell some of those losses to cover mm-hmm so, yeah, Bank of America is right there. So you're telling me to get my money out of Bank of America? No, you're oh, fine. Okay. They're going to hold it to maturity. I'm not saying I have bank money in Bank of America. They're going to hold saying. it to maturity. and then Okay, just, so they're just going to wait. Yeah, yeah they're going to hold it. What if people start withdrawing they, funds? They probably have enough cash. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they probably have enough they're like, They got it. They probably have it. They probably have enough money before they have to go ahead and tr- have and to sell that at a loss. And FD, FDIC insurance has to kick FDIC in. FDIC will definitely kick in this one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is one of those systemic banks mm-hmm. that if it, yeah, no. If they can't keep this one open, then it's a big problem. Yeah. No, you're fine. Money's not real anymore. Definite collapse of the monetary system after that. Nah, they'll just get bought out by, bought out by another bank. They'll just get bought out by... By, uh, yeah, but this one... The, by, the, by Mr. Diamond. Be, Diamond. They would, huh? They'll get bought out by Mr. Diamond. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're good. No, they'll probably get, like, split off. I don't think they'll let too yeah. much power get conglomerated like that. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, uh, Chase has $40 billion in unrealized losses. $40 billion? Yeah. That's a lot of money also. Yeah, but Chase is, Chase is the biggest bank. Yeah, Chase is, Chase is huge. I mean, Bank of America is huge, too. <laughs> They're both massive financial... Uh, like what is it mongrels I don't know it's just big what is their total like like so the US so this is from a returns article 
the bank has one of the lower overall yields on the securities book, and the securities book is there to stay for a while, said Eric uh, Compton, a analyst at Morningstar. U.S. banks could be grappling with at least $650 billion of unrealized losses in, the, in, the secure, in their security portfolios, according to an estimate, an estimate from Moody's after prospects of um, interest rates staying higher for longer um, led to a bond market route in the third quarter. Bond market route in the third quarter. Root. Root. Bond market route in the third quarter. Yeah, so quick search says JP Morgan says it market cap of four hundred four billion dollars. Uh I think they also have uh like subdivisions that aren't necessarily fall under JPM. I don't like when I search up well, I remember what searching up like uh Bank of America and there was like three different Bank of America's um stocks. So I wouldn't be surprised if if it's actually higher than four hundred four billion because like forty million, I mean forty billion. What is it? Like ten percent? Yeah, close to ten percent. Yeah, taking ten percent loss in your company is not. That's not easy. That's definitely not easy. So JP Morgan as of 2023 has AUM under management of four trillion dollars. Oh, okay. AUM. Yeah, that's a lot. So that forty billion is actually like yeah. 0.04 percent. <laughs> I don't even know. So if I do forty divided by what, is that four hundred? No, four thousand. Well, like I'm trying to like I'm trying to remove some zeros because that's that's a lot. Forty million. Oh, it's forty billion. Yeah. Divided by. Forty trillion. I mean, four trillion. Thousand million billion, trillion. Yeah, one percent. One percent. I said point oh four percent. I'm off. One percent. One percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One percent is much more manageable than ten percent. It's a big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference, actually. Okay, so I I wouldn't necessarily be afraid of Chase going out of business right now, unless they keep on doing that the the fuckery shit where they're not letting people uh, invest into crypto. Then and get out. Then then yeah, pull your money because of that, not because of they're insolvent. They're not gonna. It's not that they're not gonna be insolvent. They're just not gonna let you solve. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I made them laugh. <laughs> I'm highlighting that one. I'm highlighting this one. What is the timestamp? William laughs at Alex's joke. All right. And else, you want to add? Or what's our time? Forty. Uh, fifty dollars. Fifty. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Okay. <laughs> fifty minute. Fifty minute on the minute. Anything else you want to add? Um, I found a very interesting Instagram reel the other day okay. on how to make a sonar device that is used for crowd control with things that you buy off of Walmart. It seems really cool. I think I want to make one. Like? Like, okay, so it's a device about this big with a bunch of, like, amps for cars. So, like, you know, like, the little small amps mm-hmm. you see, like, on the side doors? The guy pretty much just ta- attaches... speakers? Like, yeah, like, like speakers. Seven, like, 17 speakers. And okay. then uh, starts attaching a handful of other things. I don't know because I'm not an engineer. And he plays it. And so like he like sets it up so like and whenever you like you stand in the zone of like the sound, it's this super annoying sound. It's like like kind of like static but like they have those on ships mm-hmm. to deter pirates. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. Bigger like they're military mm-hmm. grade. Yeah, those are military grade. But like the fact that you can make this off off of stuff in like from Amazon and just like have a handful for like home defense. That'd be pretty cool. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, just like set it up, set it up at your business and be like, you know what? We don't want no riots here. I think we'll start making them. It just seemed cool. I'm gonna test one out just to see. Am I a test subject? 
Oh, you know it. <laughs> I am the last You one. weren't before, but now that you suggest it. Oh, great. I yeah. put myself into this mess. On a different note, completely off track. Um, Mine's just off track. Yours is probably on track. Unless, unless yours is actually off track. It's not still off track. <laughs> PBD had a Ron DeSantis song. Oh, yeah. The other day for an yeah. hour. I got the note for that live, they, live um, thing. How'd that go? I didn't. I tuned in. Main thing was they talked about, like, do you do you think you would have won if Trump never endorsed you back in 2020? I believe mm-hmm, something like that. Like yeah, when he was when he first ran for governor, do you think he would have won? He mm-hmm. said yes. Patrick was like, no, I don't think he would have won. I also don't think he would have won without. Yeah, Trump's he was he he wasn't winning. He was actually behind all those yeah. polls until Trump's endorsement. Pretty much, and then he's like, yeah, but I I destroyed this time. Mm-hmm. Which he did which he did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. A lot of people are very satisfied with how. Yeah, how like, he ran uh, Florida. During and the other question was, what's, what do you think about the Ukraine, not Ukraine, apologies. Israel, Israel and Hamas and Gaza, Hamas um, situation? Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, are you, his answer for that was kind of bland. But Pat's follow up question was, what about the fear of terrorists being now within America because of that situation? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I think the problem with America was that we left the borders open for so long yeah. and now we are those people just walked in yeah we have like I think it was like three eight million eight million people who've walked in and he said I don't forgot the number exactly but he said there's a, a good amount of people who are the most wanted list mm-hmm. that have that have come in yeah like they're like a, a fair amount of those people are violent criminals yeah he, he also said not all of them are mm-hmm. not everyone is but he did he did say America is a privilege to be in whether it's mm-hmm. illegal or illegal it mm-hmm. should be difficult to come in yeah I see. Apart from that, it wasn't um, anything crazy. No, no. It's because the thing is, they probably had to like send him a script and be like, "Oh, these are the questions we're gonna ask." I doubt it. You doubt it? You think yeah. he? You think you think? You think Patrick gave him a script? You think DeSantis went on without one? You think Patrick gave him a script? Yeah, bro. I don't think he cave. I think I think I think. No, nah, I don't think he would cave. If he would cave, I would lose so much respect for him. <laughs> I doubt it. I think. I think Patrick gave him some some stuff. That like, oh, well, we're going to talk about this and this, but no like specific questions. <laughs> no, you don't think so? I'd rather believe it's it's that's not true. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm wrong. I I just find it difficult to believe that uh that DeSantis would go on without one, without I, having some type of preparation. I think he did because Patrick immediately at one point just shit on his entire team. Oh really? Just went like your team's garbage for Damn. the campaign. Damn. <laughs> like, you know, they suck at this. Okay, but like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Probably not a script about like what what questions he was gonna get asked, but like some certain topics. No. Once he's there, you could go off script, no problem. I don't think so. Yeah, of course you can, because like, no, I don't what, think he gives script. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that because if you, because like you can't just get up in the middle of an interview knowing it's gonna be an hour. Like everyone's like he said it right. It was like, gonna be an hour. And live. And yeah. Oh, I needed a live. Oh, that's true. It was live. I yeah, got the notification. Patrick, for the most part, does live pod, live um, mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. So like the fact that like I don't know. Once you once you get once you get them there, like you can start asking questions. Like it, it'll be kind of like messed up to like not ask questions that if you, but you're just assuming that he didn't even send a. Oh yeah, yeah. You're assuming he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a uh, interesting. Did you see how many people were watching it? Do you wait? Did you watch it live? I did watch it live. Um, first fifteen to twenty minutes, there was about twenty five thousand people on. By the time we got to the thirty or forty minute mark, about seven. Once it went after that, about like five to six thousand. Then last twenty minutes for sure, three. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes Patrick sense. Patrick tried tried to give him uh, Ferragamos as a as a gift. Because he made fun of his shoes because, uh-huh. like, there's a, there's a TikTok going around that he's wearing heels in his shoes to make him a little taller. Uh-huh. And so, so he tried like, to give him some Ferragamo, and he's like, I can't accept that. Oh, he couldn't accept it? Yeah, he didn't accept it. Oh. One of the questions Patrick did ask, I just remembered, was, are you, do you, what do you care about? The cause, the the party, and or the legacy? Mm-hmm. Or, like, just being, and he goes, the cause. 
mm-hmm. like, like what you like why he's going to more so for America first like not mm-hmm. America, but like I don't want I want the greater good for the like I'm focused on the country whatever is mm-hmm. best for the country is what I'm looking for is what is what I got from that I see yeah I mean like anyone who says the party to me I don't think would win no matter if you're I don't agree with that statement why you think people would would win if I think we if, voted them in I think they're currently in uh, <laughs> everyone who's for the party is currently it's in. currently in they're just for the party pretty confident on that okay in my opinion that's actually that's actually valid that's not if it wasn't the current one wouldn't be there it would be someone else it would be someone not else. even saying Trump I'm just mm. saying it would be someone else of that party well you're saying yeah, yeah the current one you're talking about Biden, no? I, I'm saying Biden would not be the president. I'm mm. not saying Trump wouldn't necessarily be. I'm saying mm. they would have picked a different Democrat mm-hmm. to run against Trump. Because that like, would have won. Mm-hmm. Who is not for the party. Mm-hmm. Who is actually for the cause. Mm-hmm. I heard also that Mike Pence dropped out. He did drop out. He didn't make uh, enough money, I think. Oh, okay. So he didn't drop out. He I, I think he, 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 didn't make, out. He, he didn't make the cut. I just think he he kind of figured he wasn't going to make the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he just dropped. He just dropped out. Out. Okay, so I, didn't read, I just read the headline. I'm gonna be 100. percent Yeah, I was. I was just told that Mike Pence isn't in there anymore either. Vivek is um, still there. Vivek is still there. That's my guy. Some people are saying that Vivek is like a like an informant type, like trained to be there. Like, Screw them. Of course, they're gonna say that. They have to say something. <laughs> they're saying that his response is a lot like uh, like Obama's, and it's like too perfectly scripted. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone went to school and ran multi-billion-dollar businesses and did shit. I would. I'm just. I'm just. I'm I know. Just, I'm shitting on those people. I just really. <laughs> everyone who goes to me, Vecta, it doesn't have me sold. I'm like, great. What other option do you have sold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which who, who, who sold? Who you? Sold you? Who's, who's you tell you? me who sold you. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair. That's a very fair. Uh, and they also came out saying, well, so I forgot from which uh, part, not in party, from which one of Trump's indictments, but they're saying that Trump can't run for president because of the amount of indictments he has and that some of them are being proven. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, he needs, they said under the Constitution he, he can't run. Yeah, I don't know that's true or not. I don't know that's true or not. I, I was actually wondering Next that. Next guy should be someone who knows about politics. Someone, who, someone who's very well-informed in politics. I agree. I agree. We'll find someone. I'll do some, some soul-searching. Soul-searching? No, I'm, uh, I got into character for random. I got you. Yeah. I won't do soul searching. I'll actually do networking. It's my actual networking. <laughs> Try to find some poli sci majors out there or something. I'm sure there's a handful of them. I'm sure there's plenty of those. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what's happened. Fair, fair. Got anything else? Oh, I got another. In terms of, like, like, pressing topics. I'm thinking. Hot, like, hot off the press. Um, Dolphins won. No, Dolphins. What? Why did I say that? I don't know. He talks sport when he doesn't know sports. Why did I say that? I think, I think, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they did I think win. They did win? Pretty sure they did win. Okay, hold on. No, because, like, I, I remember seeing, like, the score, but then, like, I said that, and I was like, wait, did I just, like, pull that out of, like, nowhere? Because I wasn't, like, 100% certain. Give me a second because I'm I'm kind of mad at myself for doing that right now. That was a long ass search, bro. You couldn't put I, Dolphins win. No, I put Dolphins score this Sunday. You overcomplicated. Yeah, I, William, I got flustered. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, no, they lost huh. seventeen to thirty-one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Dolphins lost. See, that's why I don't. That's why we I would. play this weekend against um, the Chiefs in Germany. In Germany? Yeah. Trying to get a broader reach for football. Interesting. Yeah. That is very interesting. I I wasn't expecting Germany. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting anything outside of the United States. Yeah, we play a couple of games outside of the U.S. Oh, really? Okay, so they're really trying to like just get people interested. Like, yeah. Cool. I forget like like these sports uh, leagues are all like businesses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on to, on that news because we're already talking sports and we're already ranting. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, F one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney made a bid 
to host F1 um, on Apple TV. They offered them $2 billion a year. $2 billion a year for F1? For F1. Wow. On Disney? On, on Apple TV, yeah. Okay. But doesn't Disney have their own platform? Oh, because Disney owns F1. Is that what you're saying? What? I'm... I don't. I William. I don't know shit about sports. What are you doing? Okay. You know this. So you know right this. Now, <laughs> F one is streamed mm-hmm. um, regularly on like ESPN and other other uh-huh. sites. Okay. But that's who they're partnered with. Mm-hmm. Same with sports. You pay for the rights of mm-hmm. where you're gonna where, yeah. where it's gonna be streamed or broadcast. Better said. Mm-hmm. Disney is offering F one two billion dollars to broadcast it from Apple TV. Okay. From from their from like Apple streaming TV platform. platform. Okay, I see. I follow now. Okay, I follow now. Now you comprehend. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they want to do. Okay. And if they that's a it, that's a big chunk. I don't know if it is or isn't. F one, it's a big sport. Is it? How much do they? E- each team has to spend, I think, two hundred million dollars to every every season. Yeah. There's ten teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 10 teams, 22 drivers. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people, a lot of teams. Yeah, so Formula One has a $2.5 billion in revenue, uh, according to Investopedia. July 2023. Uh, 2022 Formula One brought in a total of uh, $2.57 billion, driven by record attendance and expanded global viewership, according to an earnings report from F1's owner. Uh, Liberty Media. Uh, Formula t- One team generally make up money through F1 prize money, sponsorships, and car manufacturers. Yeah, how Formula One makes money. Uh, sponsorships, everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much everything I just said. It's it's big industry. Yeah. I was saying that they're probably gonna get the two billion. They could still mm-hmm. probably get sponsors from like grow like how they have now mm-hmm. on their car, yeah, on their track on everything. I see. So yeah, they, they'll probably make more. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, Formula One will definitely make more because they're getting the sponsorship from, like, that's money going to Disney. I mean, money from Disney going to Formula One. Yes. Then Disney's going to make a partnership with Amazon. With not Amazon, Apple. My bad. Like, I'm assuming. We're, we're talking about Disney. You said Disney. I said Apple. You keep on saying Disney. Why, why would I bring Disney up into this? Because you brought up Disney every time. This guy's gaslighting me now. You You're gaslighting me, Willie. Okay, let's do You're this. You're gaslighting oh, me. No, you no. said you said Disney made an offer. Let's with, pause here and let's listen to the tape. <laughs> let's listen. William. Can you listen? No. You want to go back and listen? I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I will I will tell you. I will we get the video. We'll We're gonna Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Apple uh-huh. is offering F one mm-hmm. two billion dollars okay. to to broadcast there on Apple TV. Okay. I'm a thousand percent sure I said that. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm wrong and I'll accept it. But I'm, I'm very positive on this. I'm going to start taking notes of every time this happens because this is the second time it happened. But moving forward, on that news, also, Skims um, is going to now be the official underwear sponsor of the nba okay that's kim kardashian's brand oh is it yeah skims uh they're gonna be the official underwear yeah like underwear underarm like undershirt uh-huh. like uh, okay yeah just underwear every socks no socks I, there was stance right now okay would you not consider socks underwear i'm not saying i don't i'm just saying they're not okay with they're them. not okay for sure underwear and like undershirts yeah undershirts underarm like under stuff yeah garments yes now that's all the news i have okay uh, i actually found something new apparently right. please like and subscribe follow us on sometimes crypto on instagram and youtube don't forget to hit the like button let us know what you think that's what you think there's a few tangents here it's also halloween so we're like ah. it's a good time it's also uh the anniversary of bitcoin white paper announced we're just free flowing on this one yeah, um, the UK government uh, is uh, imp- uh, going to apply crypto regulation, and they are in in with the groove. 
they're they want crypto to flock to to uk okay so what are they going to give us <laughs> what, are they, what are they going to give us uh uh fiat backed stable coins nope okay oh fiat backed stable coins yeah Not a cbdc it sounds a little bit like a cbdc that's what i said i said nope yeah, they want uh, the UK to be a crypto asset hub. Uh, they had like some, some like plans from like uh, two years ago set out to like start like progressing towards that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like helping crypto companies open up over there. They're not going to be uh, regulating DeFi. They're going to keep all DeFi available up until later. Like later is when they're gonna make the decision. They said that <laughs> they said, look, the government says, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, the government explicitly stated that it does not plan to ban decentralized finance, acknowledging it is too early to regulate this aspect of the crypto industry. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is obviously criticism associated with this. Yeah, all the losers. Yeah, all the people who aren't with the groove. All the people who are not with the groove. Losers. Yeah. yeah. I'll hit you with my stick. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they just they just announced that they are looking to make a lot of progress next year. America was good. America's, America's slacking. It's Why like, y'all slacking on this? It's like... It's, it's just taking too long for us. G- Gary Gensler. <laughs> Gary Gensler. Yo, Gary. The thing is, he was he was put there like mostly because of Elizabeth Warren in his position. Yeah. I, th- well, I want you to know Gary's own who said it was, it was Bitcoin's birthday today too. He tweeted that. Oh, he tweeted that. Yes. Shut up. I swear to God. <laughs> Let me put my stick down and look for the tweet. This guy. Yeah. Let me look for the tweet. So yeah, Gary. Well, everyone knows Elizabeth Warren. If you don't know, well, now you know. She's a crypto hater too. Elizabeth Warren is making an army against crypto. Um, the Bitcoiners might be might approve of that, if I'm being honest. The Bitcoin maxis. Um, but uh, Bitcoin still lies within her line of sight. So there's only so much like conflict of interest. Ready for me to read you the tweet? Yeah, I'm ready for the tweet. This was seven hours ago. Gary Gensler. If Satoshi Nakamoto went as Satoshi Nakamoto for Halloween, would we be able to tell? Happy 15th anniversary to Satoshi's famous white paper that started crypto. Any crypto companies that are tricker that are tricking investors should start treating them to uh, compliance with the securities laws. That's actually very interesting. That was his tweet. That's a that's a legendary tweet. That guy needs. I think. I think that's a foreshadowing. He's getting with the groove. He's getting he with the groove. He knows he's going to approve that ETF. He's getting with the groove. I mean, it's either get in the groove or like... Get ran in, over? End, yeah, end up in jail. Because uh, the Amer- the U.S. government said, like, if you don't make some decisions, like, we will go after you for not doing your job. That's actually a very interesting tweet. I didn't know that happened. Thank you for enlightening me, William. Uh not keep you with the groove yeah cool now you're done yeah I got nothing I got nothing like and subscribe we'll be back next week with another episode of your, with another episode of, of your some f- type of crypto your, your favorite crypto podcast ayo happy Halloween oh happy Halloween <laughs> <laughs>